Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the great hall of the Justice League. Oh, always one of us is delayed to put our fist in. Today it was you. It was you, Adam. You were the one who was delayed. Welcome back to DC Movie News. I'm Roxy Stryer. That delayed man over there uh, is Adam Gertler. Adam, why why the slow fist today? Oh, because uh, I was trying to put up the uh, YouTube page to look at the chat. And then, of course, as as we started the actual stream, it was not muted on my thing. So I had then quickly try to mute and then I saw the word mute but then the mute was telling you to mute and so I had unmuted it and then I muted it again and I was in like a cycle of is this on or off kind of thing and then I saw your I, I do that a lot I do when it says mute is it muted or does that mean click to mute that happens to me very frequently and then because we were started I was nervous and so mm. I wasn't thinking clearly and then that's when you make mistakes and then I saw the hand up there but um I think we're past it now. Now I understand. The man who's never nervous, Mikey Christmas in the house. Never Me never nervous? That's a load of crap. I'm always you get nervous. nervous about things? Uh, yeah, certain things, sure. you darn right I get nervous. I don't see that with you. I oh, come on don't see It's it. all an act. It's uh, all an act. And our favorite returnee to the show, he's still here. We haven't pissed him off yet. Johnny LaCosto. You know, while Adam Gertler is in a cycle of mute, it's just a miracle anytime I get technology to work. I mean, I have a microphone. I have a pop filter. I'm officially a professional, and it feels You great. are. You're very much a professional. Is pop know? filter what Britney Spears uses? Like pop You know, I think you should say that joke. Hit us with it one more time and see how it goes. Oh, that was funnier than mine. I hate that. You know, I worked, I feel like I worked harder at my joke than you did, but mine, right. mine fell flatter. And of course, as always, our producer extraordinaire, Ryan Nelson here. Hi, Ryan. How we doing, y'all? So psyched to talk about, is this the second biggest DC movie news of the year? I will say, I it say does feel like we biggest. got hit with a ton of DC, new, uh, DC news, not just movie, DC TV movie news, DC rumor movie, DC movie news light-esque. There's a lot of stuff going on today, and we are going to be breaking it all down. Of course, we're going to be talking about Michael Keaton. Um, I cannot believe that it is 2020, and we are talking about Michael Keaton as Batman, so that's kind of a wild discussion that we've got to break down today. I know that, uh, Adam, you're really excited about TV time because we've got shows that are on right now. We've got Stargirl. We've got Doom Patrol. We'll be talking about those as well. Um, Henry Cavill's been doing a lot of talking about Superman and I know that's not out of the bag yet about what's happening with him, but I definitely want to talk some cavil. So let's get right into it, guys. Uh, I think we have to start with Michael Keaton because this is is the big boy of the day. What are you looking for, Adam? Is he behind you? (laughs) I was looking to see if I had Michael Keaton Batman behind me, but it was Adam West. 
Oh, uh, I don't. I don't have a key. Oh, I got Keaton in the background there. Yeah, yeah, no, you do. I'm, I'm really squinty. What is then, yeah, Johnny? There. Any any Batman behind you? Uh, not currently. Although I do have a Batman cowl that actually, when you when you put the shield down, it talks. I just don't have it on me right now. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you guys have not been paying attention this week, the news is that Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Batman. Um, or there's also other rumors of who he could be playing. Uh, Thomas Wayne has been thrown out a lot as well in a flash movie. There's obviously so many aspects of this because we've been talking every single week on the show about Ezra Miller and what happened there. And when you strangle a, a woman and take her to the ground, do you get to still be flashed without having any kind of explanation come out? So there's, but, there's, there's the talks about that and whether or not the Flash movie would even be happening. There's also the four different directors that we've had on the Flash movie and whether it'll be taking place. And now there's this Michael Keaton aspect of it. And they're also talking about possibly signing Keaton on for a trilogy. So with all of those moving parts kind of being thrown in our face and us not being exactly sure what's going on here, Adam, I'm coming to you. What's your initial thought about this? Do you want to, in some capacity, see a Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think it's very cool news. I think Keaton's career over the past five years, this resurgence he's had has been amazing. And, you know, going from like Birdman, the founder, to, you know, mocking. I mean, he hasn't left the genre. You know, Birdman, he was totally dancing around it. And then he goes to actually playing the Vulture in the Spider-Man movie. I mean, this seems like a logical step. To me, what's crazy is that, like, he's Tim Burton's Batman, so how do you acknowledge the Tim Burton-ness of it all? Because we've never seen Michael Keaton as a Batman without the Tim Burton world, right? So are you going to see the Anton first set Gotham? Like, what? how are they going to deal with that? And also, the Michael Keaton Batman never really had other superheroes in it. I was going to say like, yeah, it was never really too much supernatural in that world. Right. Because you had the penguin, you had Catwoman, but, but there was no like, full on super, right. You had Prince doing the bat dance. Yeah, no, definitely. That was the closest to like an actual super metahuman, right. Prince was the only metahuman in the Burton verse. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that is all very interesting. Um, the whole idea of him being the, um, going through these other movies, like, does that mean that he's going to be brought into our dimension? And as far, I don't know, man, it's crazy. But overall, yeah, it, the news makes you smile. And this is, I usually hate all that fan art of like, this is what so-and-so could look like as what, but this fan art, I was really happy to see. I raised like 15 questions and then you raised like 25 more. And I have a feeling that's going to be the way it continues. Mike, how are you yeah. feeling about all of this? Uh, I was very fortunate. I, I, I got to do a deep dive with our, our good buddy, John Roca on his Outlaw Nation podcast about this, uh, the day it happened. Because, you know, it, it's funny because Michael Keaton for a very long time didn't like to talk about Batman. It was kind of like he was trying to either escape from the shadow of it and then there was, like I had him said, there was re this resurgence where he just embraced it. I remember there was a, it was a college commencement or a high school commencement where he went and he just comes on stage and he's like, I'm Batman. It's just like, and he embraces this. Then he goes and joins the MCU. There's, and, you know, I think he, he realized, like, everyone respects him as an actor. He, he's not one of these guys that will always be Batman. He is, a, like you said, Birdman, the founder, all these great roles. MCU now. 
Um, so I think things have changed, but also I feel, and, and you know, there's been different degrees. I've always, want, DC's always struggled and I've always wanted to have faith in them and I've always had faith, but I think now there is a plan in place. And, and my reasons for this are, and I think they tried to rush an MCU method with streamlining Justice League and all that garbage, but that was like the old guard. Sujahara is gone. Jeff Johns is no longer in place. We've got Hamada in there, who's a different take, and, and um, this welcoming back of Snyder. And, I, and then there was that talk, you know, Guggenheim with the Flash TV show and the crisis. They didn't reach out to the film people to say, hey, can we have anyone? The film people went to TV and go, hey, can you put him in here? There was a reason yeah. for that. There was a very big reason for that. That wasn't just random. Let's put him in there. We didn't know what it was at the time. And maybe the film people were looking at TV going, wow, they're doing this crisis. That could work. That could be how we fix our film slate and our DC and make it all work. We can have Wonder Woman be in 84. We can have the Joker be in his world. Pattinson's Batman can be in his thing, but they're all still connected. And that was what came from that Worlds of DC a couple of years ago at Comic-Con. So now I think these seeds that they planted years ago and were trying to water are now we're starting to see buds pop up. That's my take. If that's a, I try not to raise any new questions. I try to answer no, there. You do, you are answering it, but even by answering it, I'm wondering new questions because it, it it's very it's uncharted unclear. territory, rocks. It, uncharted it's territory. Uncharted territory. And if they do this, I mean, the next question that I'm going to be coming at you guys with is how, Hit me with it. what, I'm not hitting you yet. Cause I want to get Johnny's thoughts first, but the next question will be how, how do they even do this? What does that even look like? But first, Johnny, what are your initial thoughts? You pretty much covered my thoughts with that question. Cause a lot of people are saying that, you know, Keaton uh, being involved, it would essentially solidify the DC extended universe as a multiverse across film and TV. And, but the question is what exactly is Keaton going to do? What's the popular, people are saying Flashpoint, of course, but what's he going to be? Is he going to be a mentor? Is he going to be Batman? Is he going to be Thomas Wayne? Like, that's a hell of a mystery, it, but it's well, exciting. Yeah, and I think, see, the way we talk about it, and, and there's this talk that he's kind of going to be like a Nick Fury type where he just pops up every now and then and he's yeah. mentors. You know, a lot of people had a problem with Affleck's Batman because he jumped 20 years. And everyone's like, we didn't get those stories for 20 years. Now, this is the same situation. We're going to get a Keaton. We're not getting the 30 years of stories, but I think because he was already established, we knew his character 30 years ago, fans will be more inclined to go, okay, yeah, this one I get. Because now, I mean, do the possibilities, we can have an older Dick Grayson or an older Tim Drake going, Bruce, what are you doing, man? You gave this up. There's, and, and there's this whole generation of kids. Now you're going to go train them. Like, I thought you were over. The stories to me, my mind was blown. Like, Adam brought it up. Like, man, if we can get an Anton first design Gotham City. Like, yeah, I knew Anton first passed away, I think, the year after Batman came out. Or maybe it was, like, right as he won the Academy Award for a production design in that film. But his Gotham City, still to this day, is the greatest version of Gotham City I think we've ever seen. And if we can get his film in that or that part of the world, like, I think the mentor role is – and another Roxy, this explains – because Pattinson's Batman isn't in this world. I think that they're, they're dancing around it, but I don't think Pattinson's Batman is going to interact with Ezra Miller in this current timeline. So I think you can't have a DC universe without a Batman. You need a Batman. It just People will always be asking, where's Batman? Just like with Spider-Man in the MCU. Like, when's Spider-Man coming? And when's Spider- where's Spidey? Where's Spidey? Where's Wolverine? Where's Wolverine? This answers that. This gives us a Batman. Okay, but, but also, Mike, Mike yeah. let me pause you there. How does this answer that? So we know in our universe, Ben Affleck right. is Batman. 
So that, that is what has been true. Obviously okay. we know Ben Affleck is not playing Batman moving forward. Right. But so how does, how does Michael Keaton being Batman answer who Batman is? Flash's Literally. film. The, they're going to use time travel and, and the multiverse and maybe the cosmic treadmill. We already, we've already seen that Flash can go back in different time periods. And, then and he saying pops we, in different wrong places. We've right. already seen him go not where he meant to go. So I think it would be safe to say that like, he wants to go see Bruce Wayne and he goes and he finds the wrong Bruce Wayne somehow, right? right? I mean, I, I don't know if this is going to work, Rox, but I know Snyder's original plan for Justice League was Batman dies. His Bruce yeah. Wayne dies. Mm-hmm. In that, I don't know if it was the original five film or now it was his three film, but maybe we are going to get Bruce Wayne dying in his Justice League film. I want to check. And that will with, be the film that will be canon, not Whedon's. I want I to know. check in with Ryan and I also want to check in with the chat because thank you guys for so much for being in here right now. Ton of people giving all of your thoughts. Obviously, What's up, guys? this is a huge, huge DC week. Um, only 55 thumbs up right now and at least three times the amount of people watching live. So make sure you thumbs up this video. Leave a comment. What are we going to do for you to get a thumbs up? <laughs> but I will say that Ryan, our amazing producer, Ryan Nelson, in here wrote, will Halle Berry come back? Will she? Um, uh, talk Ryan, to me. what are you doing, Ryan? I, I'm just saying, if Keaton can come back, you could pull from anywhere. If the Flash is going to different universes, anyone could come back, all right? But is that Hold like on. your dream comeback? Like, of all of the people to come back, who you're hoping comes back most is Halle Berry? Absolutely, and I want, a new, I want a new costume. I want everything. Are you saying we can get Arnold freezing over Gotham? Stay oh cool. I'm in. Come on. Uh, Kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. <laughs> um, Black Bantha in here says Thomas Wayne, maybe. Obviously, that's something that we've been reading a little bit about, hearing a little bit about. Adam, how do you feel about if Michael Keaton came back and was playing a Thomas Wayne? Uh, that would be ridiculous and absurd. And it in, would defeat. In a bad whole... way? Yeah. I okay. think it would defeat the whole point of, of using him. But. I mean, look, I'm just saying that having no idea about the script or the idea or anything. I mean, I think the reason you're casting him is to access this nostalgia that brings people back to the very first time that this movie hype was the biggest thing in the world. Like since Star Wars, Batman in 89, for those of us who are old enough. It was insane. It was insane. Batman took over the culture way before anybody had seen the movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it, I guess it works, but you know, a lot of people say like, oh, well, they already cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that universe, so why would you need to do that? I I, I think that would be a mistake, uh, and I hope we get to see him in costume for sure. Somebody just tweeted that fandom tweeted out that he is going to appear in his bat costume. I was kind of hoping there would be like some enhanced version of it, you know, like with a little augmentation, not dissimilar to what we saw on the, um, on the crisis, I guess, on yeah. CW. Obviously not one where he's like herky-jerky like that. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Adam. I, he is not Thomas Wayne. There, that defeats the purpose of bringing him into this. He is Bruce something Wayne. something unpopular, though? And I'm is sorry, what? and I, I'm going to say something unpopular, and surprise, you? surprise. Unpopular rocks? I know. Yeah. Come I'm on, just, lay it on us, kiddo. I'm ready for bring lay on the on heat. Us. Bring on the heat already. Come on, um, zombie. Michael Michael Keaton is 68 years old, coming mm-hmm. up on 69 years old. There's oh, talk. You said it. <laughs> That's what she said. 69 is the most popular thing I'll it. say. Uh, 
But the truth is, if they're talking about a trilogy here with him, we know DC takes a very long time to roll out their movies. Aquaman 2 is coming out four years after the first Aquaman. So what does a trilogy with Michael Keaton look like if he's Batman, if our third movie is in 12 years? Well, Rox, I'll say this, Rox. Are you upset that I just said that? No, because I'm going to kind of dispel that a little bit. Okay. They say, I don't know if the trilogy was a Keaton trilogy, but I think when they say that, I think they're talking appearances. Look how many times Sam Jackson appeared in Marvel films. He did five films in like five years. I think, and also, if you, if you, if anyone doubts Michael Keaton, go watch the movie American Assassin that came out three years ago. That guy still got it. He still looks great, but also the character Bruce Wayne, the older he gets, look at him in Batman Beyond. That's what we yeah. we're going to get. People talk about Keaton; they're forgetting they're not going to do a Terry McGinnis right now, or maybe they will have a Terry McGinnis. And what he's about a Bruce Batgirl. Wayne. A or lot Batgirl, of yeah, because about- Dark Knight Returns. But the right. older Keaton is, the better it works for this role. He's not going to be doing running off rooftops anymore. You know, he's going to be older. And I think they're playing that age. And I mean, think about this. We've always talked about this fans. Like, can you imagine Michael Keaton comes back 30, 40 years later and they do a Dark Knight Returns? Like, we're right. getting similar to Mike, that. So this what is, year, yes. What year was Sam Jackson's first Marvel movie? 2008. The first Iron Man. Okay, so, so it was 12 years ago? Yeah. He's 71 now? Yeah. Okay, so that is the difference. The difference is that he started ten years earlier. I, I'm, I'm. Sam Jackson's always looked old. He was, he looked old when he was back in Pulp Fiction. I know. Well, not fair. Saying, listen, oh, go ahead, Johnny. Uh, it's, it, Michael Keaton's interesting in that I thought he looked old thirty years ago, but now I think he looks young. I don't know how he's pulled it off. This is not a looks thing for me. And, no. and so I what want, is your? Are you just saying not he won't be able to physically and- show up the set? It's like, not an ageism thing for me either. And I hope people aren't taking it that way. And you guys know, like, so then what me, is it? The two closest people in my life are both in their 90s and they both kick Pop butt. up. I know, sure. But at the same time, it doesn't replace having a Batman for me. You, by the time we're done filming your third movie, you're in your 80s. Like, you're, you're not, you're not Batman to me. But Roxy, do you watch Batman Beyond? Have you ever watched, like, do you watch that show? I have seen it. He is hobbling around with a cane, but every time I watch I know, his show, I it's like, also that, I go, that is, that is I, Batman. I saw that Kevin Conroy is... in Crisis for five minutes. That's Kevin Conroy in Crisis. I don't, I thought it was cool, a little fan now, but it wasn't to me the. Like, I watched Titans and Batman. I watched an older Batman in Titans. It's not like I've never seen an older Batman. So, so we have a Batman. Yes, we don't have a guy in a suit running around but there is a batman and michael keaton the fact that he is batman for a majority of people i think it kind of negates that it Maybe just it's negates the fact it. that he is super not batman for me michael keaton isn't your batman yes he is okay, not my batman. that's that's fair yeah. enough that is 100 fair thing sure but and to follow up mike's point um a couple comments here in the chat saying that it's been confirmed by deadline that thomas wayne will not be in the film so there you go okay i feel like nothing's been confirmed by anybody And and by the way, to answer your Ezra Miller point, Ezra Miller, um, you know, no, they haven't responded to why he was choking a woman or anything. Still, I know. That's weird. Which is weird. And I think there's very good chance that they might use the multiverse in this capacity, too, and just use a different Ezra Miller and say it's not that Ezra Miller and try to kind of quell that. A different Barry Allen? Barry Allen? No. I mean, sure. Let's go with that. 
I, it's interesting, Adam. You make a good point because I don't understand. Oh, it was a different Ezra think, Miller out there. I think that, that whole thing, Ezra. and especially I both, what I was saying was not good. So the person being a wallflower, Ezra Miller, and yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think I think the fact that we haven't heard anything, and especially with what's going on, where everyone is being called out on everything right now, it's kind of like our our country has come to a whole. Like, all right, enough with the BS anymore. We're not taking this from anyone anymore. And the fact that it's not out there, I think that leads us to believe a it was a hoax. B, it was friends messing around that they caught the wrong video of it. I, I think this is gone. I think it's, and I could be completely wrong. And if he did something wrong, it needs to be addressed. But it just If he seems... didn't do something wrong, it would have been addressed. What there's do you mean? No, I, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no chance we get two months later and, he, and it was a hoax and it, it's not addressed. I don't know, Rox. I have no idea. Why then, with everything that's going on, I mean, cancel culture at its highest. Why has this not been addressed? Why is there no one? I just read something today. There's a there's an F there's petition going around for the FBI to investigate Brian Singer. How many times has this guy's crap come up? You know, and now now it's like okay, well now we've got fifty thousand people wanting the FBI to investigate him. So if there was something, the fans would be going after this, and I no one is. And I'm but hold on, Mike. Yes, exactly, exactly. Brian Singer continued to work even though everybody knows what's up. Well, that's on the people hiring him. That's on the people. That's not on. If Brian Singer wants to be a perv and, and disgusting, so but they need to. He, but Warner Brothers needs to look into what happened. Maybe they that's what they're doing. Have to look into what happened with that. But Miller. how fast does it happen? We're like, we found it and he's gone. Like, why is it taking this long? I don't know. Why is it taking this long to say Ezra Miller? That was a a fan. Because there's been hundred. There's been dozens of accusations over thirty years. This is comes. This goes back to before X Men with him. And so that's that is re- you saw the only remember, person who came out. Remember the one something? guy that came out with him and are you talking he, about Brian case, Singer? Brian Singer. But stay on stay on Ezra Miller. But you keep that, up bringing Brian Singer to compare the two, and I'm showing you know. The but why are we to, comparing the two? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I like to debate with you, and I like to fight with you, Roxy. I like to disagree with you. everything you say, so that's why I'm that, doing this. Well, that's okay. All right, let's move on, guys, because right. uh, there's so much stuff, and we'll continue in weeks to come. Definitely okay, talking about finally, Batman. I just wanted to say to put a cap on it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it made us all smile, and it was yeah, it, it did. Was a good piece of news. So unpacking all the minutia of what they're going to do, like everybody loves freaking Michael Keaton, so. That's no one doesn't. No one doesn't like Michael Keaton. And, and, yeah. and it got a lot more people, myself included, about a freaking Flash movie. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the other thing I just wanted to say was, do you think? And I'm sure this will go away. Did it take a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the Battinson films? Right. Like for hey, me, I, for sure not. I'm still infinitely no. more excited for the the Batman movie. I I don't have the same connection you guys do. Right, I like right. you were. Be, it was after right, your right. time, Rox. Yeah, I just don't have the same connection. So this wasn't like, yeah, to it. me. Everybody in here who's like, "Come on, we finally got amazing news." To me, this is just news, yeah. and it could be awesome, but it didn't get me like. No, woo-hoo. it's it rocks. It's like Star Wars. There are generations like for me and Adam. The new, the original trilogy is the greatest thing of all time. There are people now. The prequels. They were the kids at that time. Those are their top films. They don't really care about New Hope. They love the prequels. Yeah. And that's with Batman. I think that's what's what's Batman is generational. And that's what's such a great thing about him. And there's going to be a whole new group of people that Pattinson will be their Batman. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, I, I know we, we always debate about this a little bit. There's two Batmans, right? There's the Batman that exists in the world with Superman and everybody else. And then there's yeah. Batman where it's all about Gotham and his world. Yeah. And 
you know what? They're giving us both. And I think I that's freaking awesome. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, very excited. Who else is excited is friend of the show, Brandon Hanna. I saw that he put a chat in earlier, but I, I went away. I don't know how that happens. But oh, he Brandon. just said the Keaton News literally turned a crappy day into a great one. So I'm about it. Happy to hear that, Brandon Hanna. And I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. So I'm excited for you. Uh, but that's not the only news we're talking about today, guys. We're talking more Batman news, but this time switching gears to the Batman uh, because Peter Sarsgaard was talking uh, about his role, his mystery role in the movie. And he was speaking to the Observer and here's what he had to say. Quote, my part is very intense. On a big show like that, my main concern was that I would have to do it 150 times this intense scene. And then that intense scene, my character is at a nine out of 10 for a lot of it. That's what was going through my head a lot. Like, how do I maintain this? Um, that's what he was saying here uh, until how uh, about how Gil Coulson fits into the Batman. Any thoughts guys on his character and this mystery role? Oh. What, what Adam, what's going on with your face? Well, it's Gil Coulson they're giving, right? So it's like a fake name or it's meant to throw us off the trail. Right? Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think say- of Adam is, 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 and this is a weird one. Um, remember how in the dark Knight rises, they used, John Daggett instead of Roland Daggett. Right. Ben Mendelsohn's character and well, and John Daggett was a real popular character, but they are Roland Daggett's a real popular character from the animated series. He created Clayface, but they used John Daggett. It was just weird. Right. This it, remember there Thank was um, Gil Mason was the DA in the Batgirl episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. That was his name was Gil Mason, DA Gil Mason that went after Gordon. So I don't yeah, know if they did. just I don't know if they just messed up the name like Gil they did Mason. with the Dark Knight Rises. Gil Mason dated uh, Barbara yeah. and then was tied up in the whole, what do you think? He could just be Two-Face and they just don't want to say it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if they just like the name, but they didn't like the first one or they didn't do enough research. Cause they, that happened on Dark Knight Rises. Like why would you use John Daggett and not just no, use Roland Daggett? I it didn't super, make sense. super don't think they didn't do enough research. That well, would... rocks then explain about John Daggett and Roland Daggett in the Dark Knight Rises. It's, it happens. I can't, I can't then. I think that now they're not doing that. I think uh-huh. that, the the as we go through time more research is readily available for um because there's twitter social media and all these things where you're uh, gonna get slashed i think that they there's have, no way they just missed this and and effed up the name you really think so we held all the social media 10 years ago when no eight years ago when dark Knight rises came out and they just and no one caught flack for it the fandom was like well why wasn't he rolling daggett but you it think it's because they just messed up the name? No, I think they just don't. I, I think they like the name. Maybe they're like, I like the first name. I don't like the. I don't like the. I like the last. Yeah, name. I, like I think the first so name. too. That that's definitely possible. I just don't think that they just like butchered it because they got it wrong. Or it's a fake name. I you I know, mean, and he I is two faced. We're hearing more and more that this is a trilogy. I think this movie is going to have a really good self-contained detective story, and I think we're going to see lots of tendrils of the future to come. Um, when he says that he's at a nine out of, out of a 10 for most of his scene, it does lead to some kind of thinking, some kind of transformation, some kind of heightened thing. We've right. talked about Clayface making his theatrical debut for a long time. And he's um, such a good actor. You don't waste him in a kind of one or two scenes and let him go. Or, they, you know, they spelled it Gil Coulson. They may have meant to spell it Harvey Dent. You just <laughs> That does happen to me all the time, John. But again, yeah, but on the other hand, guys, me. they have not been secretive about anyone else. They've been very like Colin Farrell's the Penguin. He's the Riddler. You know, he's Gordon. They haven't. 
uh, and Falcone with um, uh, John Turturro. Mm-hmm. They haven't hidden anyone else. And this is a, unless it's a big plot twist with the film. Well, I hope we don't find out until. Yeah, we- yeah me too. Yeah, me I, too. I really hope that's, that's a tough, we're going to start getting more and more. They're going to ramp up filming soon. I think they got approved to film. So apparently they have a lot of filming too. I think one of the actors I saw on one of the late night shows not too long ago. Oh, you know who it was? It was, um, oh, who's playing uh, Gordon, uh, Richard Wright. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Um, he uh, he said that there was a lot left to film. Oh yeah, they. I would think there's a ton. I think they're filming for what a month or two, or just he a was month. On Mark Maron's podcast. That gotcha. was like he was like talking about what he was working on that they got shut down. Um, hmm. man, I'm excited to see that guy's Gordon. That's so great. Oh, he's well, going to be great. Oh, my God. I'm excited for that, too. But a movie uh, that has been incredibly secretive about who their characters are and who's playing who, The Suicide Squad, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, obviously, we know more about Jai Courtney, but he was refe- revealing what's happening in a specific scene. He was talking to Variety, and here's what he had to say. Quote, I won't say too much, but there's a particular sequence when I get very wet, <laughs> and a few other people do, and hilarity ensued when it came to that. Um, when you're spending hours upon hours in a water tank with a bunch of people treading water and you've got uh, styrofoam, styrofoam stuffed into every crevice of your costume to try and take the load off. And because it's 4 a.m., it gets quite ridiculous. Wow. Uh, well, all right. Sounds like a, a blast to me. I, I have a lot of friends who have shot major scenes in water tanks and i'm glad that this turned into positive things instead of negative things because i think when you are shooting in a water tank things get really frustrating very quickly and if you're at 4 a.m and you're still shooting something you have to really love the people you're freezing cold you're exhausted you've been trying water the whole time you're uncomfortable you're getting a yeast (laughs) infection i'm sorry but you women know i remember one of the first films i ever did we shot a scene and it was supposed to be i had come out from a underwater base that exploded. And I was able to swim up. I was in a, this guy's giant swimming pool and it was raining out, freezing cold. It sucked. And that was just in a swimming pool in a fit, small little film. I can imagine. Yeah. Water's yeah. not fun. But it sounds water's like they fun. must really love each other. If at four in the morning, they're saying hilarity and soon. If you and I, the four of us were f- filming something in the water for him, I'd be laughing my ass off. Me too. Yeah. Fun. Me too. Oh, that'd be so much fun guys. I would also, it's a lot more fun. Uh, it's a lot more fun being in a water tank when you're getting paid a lot of money to be in a water tank. Yeah. It's kind of hard to complain when you're getting paid a shit ton. Um, what do you guys think guys about? Do... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, you know, a lot of us have this theory that like whoever the suicide squad is at the beginning of the movie is going to like get blowed up and then there's going to be kind of like a new team, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Pete Davidson gone in five minutes, oh, you know, done. Nathan Fillion gone. Nathan Fillion gone. And I was wondering if, because, um, you know, boomerang, uh, that's it. It's boomerang, right? Sure is. Captain boomerang or is it just boomerang? Depends. Depends on who's his military guy. <laughs> yeah. He's Captain boomerang. Okay. Digger Harkness. Um, Digger Harkness. So, I thought maybe he would be the thing to tie together the last team that he'd be gone too. But now I'm starting to think that we're going to see him throughout the film, which I'm actually kind of happy about because I thought he was great in the first film. One of the, one of my favorite bits that didn't really pay off as much as it should have was him in general. Yeah, I agree. I like, yeah, he's I great in the role. Too. I definitely agree too. Um, and I also am seeing in the chat and thank you guys for being so active in here. Uh, 270 people watching live, 87 thumbs up. So let's get those going. There's a lot of talk in here about King shark, uh, because we're talking water tank. Yeah, you, are sense. you guys thinking King shark? In sure. This wa- 
Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'll, I'll pimp it out real quick. I don't know, Adam, if you're reading it, but there's a new Suicide Squad run that's going on right now. I think that's like issue six. Pick it up, guys. It's it's fantastic. It's a really great, and it seems like they're using a lot of the characters that are going to be in this movie. King Shark is in it and stuff. So pick that are you up. Getting too. that in print or digital? Uh, print my uh, print my my store's back open. Yeah, they opened back up like three four weeks ago. So yeah, it's, it's like six in at a time in the store and and stuff. Living but, on yeah. the edge. It's nice to it's nice to have comics again, man. I'm I'm trying to keep them in business too because, you know, it's tough well, times. But there's a comic that we found out about today, but we'll get to that. I think. Okay. Uh, Lewis Cox also, by the way, guys, in the super chat said, yo, love you guys. And Roxy, the Batman Beyond and Michael Keaton back would absolutely rock. But in a Flash movie, I don't know about that. Teach their own. I think everybody's hey. got their own thoughts on this, which makes It's just sense. how we're introducing the character, how mm-hmm. we're meeting him. I mean, yeah. Marvel's been introducing characters and minor roles in other movies that go on to do a lot more. Like this, if, okay, so if, if Ezra Miller visits Michael Keaton he does whatever he has to do. Michael Keaton's Batman doesn't actually have to go back into the DCEU that we know. But then if we do a Batgirl movie that exists in Keaton's Batverse, we've been reintroduced that way. And now Batgirl exists more in the Michael Keaton universe future. I mean, there's a mil- there's literally limitless ways to do it, but it's a way to kind of bring that character back. And now we're like, oh yeah, remember that character we saw here? Well, now we're gonna focus in that universe. Come on, baby. And and also, Adam, you just said a great point. If they want to do that Batgirl, or if they just want to then do their very own Batman Beyond. We establish him as Bruce Wayne, and then we've got a Terry McGinnis, and we do Terry McGinnis' origin. I think it makes more sense to do Batgirl as Batman Beyond, right? I'll I'll say this, buddy. If you do that, that angers people. Because Terry McGinnis is so well-loved. So like, well loved. You don't need another male Batman out there. You know, it's time for Batgirl to get her due, and this would be a great way to get the DNA of Batman Beyond with without with having him be a mentor and having a great Batgirl and but still having Bruce Wayne. It's you don't really, people- I think. Guys, we have to move beyond this. Uh, but um, look at me with the transition ah, of the year. Redeemed. We got, got a lot more to get to and not much time. So we want to make sure we talk a little bit of Wonder Woman. No, you guys are great. Wonder Woman right now because uh, Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot were both talking to some publication, Total Film. And uh, they were talking about how this doesn't feel like a sequel. Here is the quote. Uh, from Godot. We don't pick up the story where we left it last because it was 66 years ago. Um, So she's been living for over six decades by herself in man's world, serving mankind and doing good. And this story is a story of its own. I mean, the only thing that we share in both stories is probably, you know, the fact that it's Diana Prince and also Steve Trevor, but other than that, it's a whole new world, and the era is different, and Diana is different, and the story is different. And then Wig added, it really doesn't feel like a sequel in that everything's different. The posters, mm-hmm. the music, everything. Obviously, the posters are different. I meant <laughs> like the style. A lot of time right. with the sequel, you want to show the connection to the first one, and this one, it's totally of its own, says Gal. So they kind of were going back and forth just explaining how different this really does feel. Um, Gal continued, says, it's true. And I feel in the first movie, a big thing we played off of was the naivete of Diana. And she's not that naive anymore. She's been around. She's wiser. She's more mature. We meet a very much evolved character in this one. 
how are you guys feeling? This seems like more of an elaboration of things that we've already heard coming out about this movie in general. But Johnny, any thoughts on the fact that this is not a sequel? This is completely its own feel, yeah. story, poster. To follow up all those really great quotes, I love what uh, Patty Jenkins said too. She said it's a different tone, look, feel, and world. And it was very important for her to do that. She said it's a standalone story, but a continuation of characters that are linear. So, I mean, to me, that's super exciting. Like, if I'm, we already love the first Wonder Woman. To me, it still might be my favorite uh, of the new generation. I mean, that I, I think I started to cry three different occasions during Wonder Woman in theaters. And so for it to be its own standalone, yet as a sequel, I think that's everything to be excited about. All right, Adam, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think it's a great idea to not play the same Captain America beats of woman out of time, like they did man out of time with him, you know, because we got a flavor of that in Wonder Woman. And like, she's been around so long now that she'd be, she's an AARP. Um, her 401k is probably through the roof. She's oh. well established. I mean, she's been on the plan. Like it, it's the opposite of her position in the first one where she's so naive in this man's world. Now she's a senior citizen. So she knows more than like even Kristen Wiig and like her loneliness. Now she carries that age and you have that like that, that vampire trope that's in a lot of films, right? How the idea of prolonged life and outliving people that you are close to starts to weigh on you. Um, I think those are all great things. And, and it does make it not a sequel because you're not just picking up with the same characters. You don't have, what was, what was the other, uh, the, her, her plucky friend, what was her name? Etta Candy. Yes. Etta Candy. You don't have that. You don't have her whole crew, you know, which a lot of times it's fun to see that crew continue. A lot of times it's diminishing returns. Like I felt like with the Ant-Man sequels, right? Like yeah, a good point, Adam. Characters doing the same shtick. There's not enough time to develop it forward. So you just end up kind of repeating the same beats. So I think it's great freedom to totally brighten up. And, you know, the trailers look great. I just hope this movie really delivers because, man, are we having to wait a long time for it. Mikey Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they cover what I said. I, you know, I think the great thing about this film, watching it, is it flips the roles. Steve is going to be the man out of water now. We've seen, you know, the little thing with the trash can and dancing, and he is now a man out of time in which Diana was when they brought her to, to man's world in that film. So it's a definite, it's a switch. Um, I think Diana is one of the few characters that can be different decades and it still works being that she's pretty much immortal. Yeah. Um, I agree, Mike, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's, and I think that sets up and I love the fact that I think Patty Jenkins has also said their plans for Wonder Woman three and the Amazon's film is on hold now just because everything that's happening in the world. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, where here we are every film keeps getting pushed back i don't think we're going to see i i my guess is we don't see these films till next year maybe christmas at the latest but just knowing what we're dealing with and what i'm personally dealing with with, with universal theme park tenant tenant they keep moving like week by week and i'm like you guys don't know what you're doing with that because and mulan is kind of following they're not no film wants to release when you can only put 25 percent of your theater in no one's going to do that Unless it's the only film they do release, so it's the only film people are going to see. But even then, like, you know, all of our people in our public, our pundit world, no one wants to go to these films. Yeah. All these people that's livelihoods rely on seeing films, 
no one's like, I'm not going. Sorry. And when AMC did that thing with the mat, no mask, everyone's like, nope, sorry. We're also in LA though. I I feel that, I mean, well, not Johnny, you're in Florida. You probably have a better sense, honestly, Johnny, of who would go to the movies. And it sounds like probably a lot of people would go to the movies. Right now, there's not a, (laughs) Florida is a bit of a disaster. There's not a a lot going on. The bars just got shut down today because people don't know how to behave like adults. But if the movies were open, they for sure would be there, I feel like. Um, and that's just going to do what it's going to yeah. be worse again. It's just I gonna... know, I know. We, we've already talked about two of the big three guys. We talked about Batman. We've talked about Wonder Woman. we got to get to some Superman because Henry Cavill is the guy with the cape in his closet, and he is not letting this cape go. I don't know if you guys have been watching Variety's series, Actors on Actors. If you're not watching it, it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just been incredible ones, obviously, Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow have my entire heart. Regina King and Reese Witherspoon did an amazing one. And Henry Cavill and Sir Patrick Stewart sat down together. I mean, how could you not want to see that duo? Uh, But Stewart asked Cavill, what can you tell me about the Snyder Cut? I mean, just what (laughs) what world are we in in which that takes place? But it did. And here was Cavill's answer. He said, oh, the Snyder Cut. The famous slash infamous slash all sorts of things Snyder Cut. I can't really tell you anything. Aside from the fact that all I know is that HBO Max will be releasing it, I believe, and it'll be Zach's final vision for the movie, and I don't know anything more than that. With Justice League, when it came, there was a mix of visions and the movie wasn't well received. And then over the subsequent years, there was a big push to see the fabled Snyder Cut. And now the time has come, and I think it's going to be very enjoyable to watch Zach finally release his version. Uh, he also said, I'm just really excited, uh, happy that Zach got to realize uh, his, his vision. I think it's important for a filmmaker and a storyteller to have their intended vision released and shown to the world. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. It's been quite the ordeal. Um, and also... There were there was all different talks of Henry Cavill today uh, this week. I don't know if you guys saw these saying that playing Superman actually made him want to be a better person. I did see that. Yeah, it was great. And I thought that was p- pretty beautiful as well that an actor could talk about how a character really changed who they wanted to be as a human being. So a lot of Henry Cavill talk this week. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think? And Mikey, coming to you. Uh, I think we've talked about this. Like he's Superman. He's not leaving the role. He's going to be doing it. He's never, we've never, it's never, there was never kind of wishy-washy with Affleck stuff. People want to think there was, but he was always like, him and his agent were like, we've got the cape. We're waiting on WB. We're not, not Superman. Um, at this point, he seems like, cause he's really kind of taken on his career out of, I'd say all the people involved outside of Affleck, his career is the one that's really taken off post DC. Gal still seems to be doing the f- DC films and the couple she's been in have not really hit yet as well received um, Momoa I can't think of a film that he's done Ray Fisher hasn't Ezra, Miller, Ezra Miller's kind of dealing with her own personal thing so Cavill's star has really taken off you know between Mission Impossible The Witcher um, so I think he is, is probably I don't want to say is least invested in I think he's probably a little tired of it um, it sounds like you know yeah, I don't know I like him in the role. I've always liked him in the role. So same. Yeah, I think it's been a nice turnaround, and um, it's exciting. And I, I think Superman is a very difficult role to play because 
there's not as much there personality wise. And so I, I know there's people that are for Cavill and there's detractors for Cavill. Man, I think he's done a hell of a job because let's not forget, he hasn't been the one writing the films or the, <laughs> or yeah. he wasn't the one that, um, you know, were brought in Joss Whedon to try to fix Justice League. So we have to right. kind of remember that. Can I tell you guys how much Henry Cavill has grown on me? Please do. I, I just didn't, I didn't dig him as much at first, but I feel like, I feel like as Superman, I preferred his Superman in BVS to Man of Steel. And I preferred his Superman in Justice League to BVS. I think that he's grown on me as a performer. And I think he's grown on me as a person, the way that he speaks about the role, because Mikey, what you just described to me shows really the truth at the end of the day is he's the one who does not need this role. Right. He doesn't need it, but he wants it. Yeah. Because he loves it. I think and I think that's thing. really cool. Um, so uh, where I was iffy on him before, I'm, I've really come around to Cavill because remember, guys, human beings are allowed to change their minds. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really liking him a lot these days. And I, I would really like to see him as Superman again in many different capacities. Um, Adam, are you furrowing your brow at me? I was just trying to say, Henry, <laughs> what can you tell me about this Snyder cut? Yeah. It's so good. It was quite an ordeal. There you go. It's so good. I want to see what Zach's vision truly was. Because I think a director should realize their vision from inception to completion of the project. Henry? Have you seen, not to sidetrack, but Patrick Stewart with his girlfriend out on their deck smoking weed? Where he, yeah. does the, where he does the quadruple take and t- tells you how to do the quadruple take in acting. It's brilliant. No, Just go watch, go watch him and his girlfriend smoking weed on the patio. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. I, I know exactly what I'm doing after the show. Trust but me. we are not at the end of the show yet. We still have a ton to get to. So let's bang through some of these. Uh, the way that Banging in 69 and Roxy's firing all cylinders today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, the animated trailer was released. I checked this out. I know you guys did as well. Just brief thoughts on this. Johnny, how'd you feel about the trailer? It's classic, classic Superman. It's enjoyable and it makes you want to watch it. And it tells a, you know, tells a story in an animated form. There's really nothing that super stood out to me. It was nice to see Martian Manhunter in the trailer. Didn't expect that. Um, but yeah. Hey, um, Mike, I yeah. feel like, this was a comic. I feel like I read it. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't. I think I, I from watching. I watched the trailer. They're not using the story. It was. It was. It came out. It was kind of like Jim Lee's follow up to Hush. And it was called Man. So, of, it was Manitar. It was drawn by Jim Lee, but I don't. I think it was Grant Morrison instead of Jeff Loeb. You guys will but let us know in the chat. I I don't remember it as much, and I don't really. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the comic. It's not okay. very, I, I didn't Wait, like it very much. They, was it an in-between period? Like this seems to be like, at least part of the story seems to be like when no, he's heroing. He was, this was, um, he was, um, this was uh, in current continuity. There was no early stuff. Yeah. So from the trailer, it looks like a large portion, ha- a large portion has to do with when he's, the man of tomorrow and he's not superman but he's going around in a costume doing superman like stuff right which is interesting yeah um i loved it i thought because if you guys have watched apocalypse war that ended the dcau as it is like really? all those films that connect 
And someone's going to say spoiler. They did it last time. No, this movie's been out for three months. Spoiler ban is done. Right. Um, it and it because it, it, it started with Flashpoint, and then there's been like 15 films that have followed that new 52 look. They all look the same. Their animation style look the same. Their outfits look the same. And this ended it, and it ended it, and it wrapped it up, and it kind of opened up this new world. And I remember people were saying like, "There's a new world going forward." So I think this is kind of like what New 52 to Rebirth did. I think this is their version of whatever's coming uh, next. That is telling us it was, it was an Alan Moore story, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, that he's thinking of the he's thinking. Okay, so if this is then that one, um, the, the Man, Man of Tomorrow is that's an Alan Moore from the 80s. I thought this was. God, I'm I'm getting it wrong then, I, guys. What if you're in the chat? What was the Jeff the Jim Lee? Uh, Superman series that came out right after Hush in the mid 2000s. I thought that was Man of Tomorrow. A couple comments on this. For the man who has everything, which is the one where they gets the alien and it shows him his life, what it would be like, which Supergirl just did a version of that too. Right. Um, God, I don't remember what. I'm going to look it up. A couple comments on it while you're doing that. Um, Tim Sheridan is a good friend of our friend John Roca's. He's the writer of this. um, And so I know that he's been hyping this up a lot and says that he thinks it's going to be amazing. So shout out to him. Um, I thought that this actually looked pretty cool. You guys know animation isn't necessarily my thing. I love Alexandra Uh, Daddario. I think that she's awesome. um, And I am excited. uh, To correct myself, Roxy, I was wrong, guys. The, The one I'm thinking of is called For Tomorrow. They came out in 2004 okay. by Jim Lee and uh, pulling it up right now. That is, that's what I was thinking. So again, whoever was in the chat, Adam, they are correct. It is a Alan Moore story. Jim Lee and Brian Azzarello did. It was called For Tomorrow. I was getting mad. How dare tomorrow. you not be right about something, Mikey? Okay, so oh, I can admit I was wrong. Man we also is an original story then for an animated thing. But I think what they're doing though is what they did with Hush. They're taking bits and pieces and making their own story version of it. So like what I love about Hush was the fact that I know that book so well, but the animated movie was so new to me. Yeah, well, because it was different. different takes. Yeah, so. We loved Hush yeah. and now it is time to hush and move on to the next topic. Ooh, she did it again. Um, I will say shout out to anybody in the super chat. We always read you guys. Brandon Buckingham said, would you rather the Batman slash Man of Steel 2 or Snyder's Justice League Flashpoint? Um, quick thoughts on that. Easy, the Batman Man of Steel two. Okay. I would. Wait, what are we asking? He want what, Batman what, what, Man of Steel two or Snyder's Justice League Flashpoint? Oh. Uh, oh, I don't know, buddy. All That's right, a tough one. Yeah, tough well, one. we'll think about it, and we will get back to you when we know. Let's move forward, guys, to talk. Holly, um, so this we have a group chat. We tell you guys about it sometimes. It's a text thread. We adore it. And I think Ryan was the one who put this in there um, when Holly Quinn announced that there was going to be a big announcement come and put in. Right. Now we um, know what it is. What? No, go ahead. What? You just very loudly well, you're gonna, um I thought you were going to say the thing, but you kind of dragged it out. So I got to wait until you get it out. Go ahead. Okay, Mike, what's up? No, rocks. I, I want <laughs> you to. The floor is yours, Mikey. No, you say it, Rox, because my point won't matter unless people know what it is. DC proudly presents Harley Quinn in black and white and red. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, Mm -hmm. my problem is this, and it's the same thing with Batman and Superman. They are oversaturating Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, this is a new black label comic book. They've got three of them out there right now. I've lost track of what they are. 
there's like these black I'm in labels. I'm in complete there, agreement with you on this. There are three Mike. of these black label Harley Quinn stories out there. There's one that's like this painted version. There's one that's like a black and white version, like all black and white. Now there's this one. I don't know what these are anymore. They're on top of each other and they're all still running. And it's just like, why do we need another Harley Quinn book? It's like, they just canceled Leviathan. They canceled Manhunters. It's like, those are new stories with different characters. Yet we're getting Harley Quinn again. And I guess it's to the point, Batman sells, Harley sells. I get it. They're trying to make money off of it because they're, they're, they're putting their flagships. Harley has become a flagship. I could care less, honestly. It's, it's, it's too much. It's Does anybody much. feel differently? Adam, Johnny, is anybody excited about this? No. Mike right. said it in a more abrupt way than I would have, but yeah, it's he's just when I know that when I know the, the books always. are getting when I know the books are getting canceled oh, by I great think. writers to put out another Harley Quinn book, I'm like, okay, um, I, and the, we got this animated series which is phenomenal. We have good comics that are out, these great comics, and I were throwing another one. It's just like, and yeah. I get it, I get it, because I'm a Batman guy and I read every single Batman comic that comes out. I watch is this every meant movie. to be a comic that has the same adult tone? It's in the black label. Yeah, I think it's I, the same tone as the comic book series. Adam. But there's been, there are Harley Quinn adult books already out there in this black label series. All right, we got to move forward from this too. We will keep, uh, we'll keep talking about it in different weeks to come. We, I do want to get to TV time. I'm going to have to check in with my producer, Ryan Nelson. Are we able to get some TV time or do we need to push until next week? All right, then we will get to TV time. Before we get to there, though, I do want to quickly say I know it was not on our rundown this week, um, but I think it is important to mention uh, that Joel Schumacher did pass away. Um, We haven't talked about that on this show at all, and uh, we have very lovingly and affectionately referred to him, of course, on the show several times as the man who added the nipples, but he was so, so, so much more than that, and um, a big part of uh, film uh, culture yeah. in general and DC. So it is worth mentioning, of yeah. course, on a DC movie news show that uh, Joel. Say what pass. you will, like Adam, we were talking about the 89 film. When that movie came out in 95, it was huge. It was, and it went, and it did incredibly well. It, it did, I think it did better than Batman Returns. It did incredibly well. I loved it when it came out. Watching it now, it doesn't age as well, but you respected this guy. If you look, he really took his own thing and he admits it. He, you know, hey, he's like, I killed the franchise. I they brought in all the toy people, and I had to work in the toys. Um, his, but if you look at Joel Schumacher's filmography, Flatliners, Falling Down, uh, Saint, uh, I think he did Saving Almost Fire as well, uh, A Time to Kill, The Client. He's a phenomenal filmmaker that gets labeled as the guy that put the nipples on the bat suit. But he was a huge part of my growing up and 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 the films. And say what you will about Batman and Robin, his Alfred and Bruce Wayne scenes are some of the best Alfred and Bruce Wayne scenes we've ever had in live action. I'm Just a my big opinion. phone booth girl myself. Phone booth. There you go. There. He's a phenomenal filmmaker. Uh, Adam, any any loving words uh, for Joel Schumacher? Johnny, same question for you. Any any thoughts before we move into TV time? Yeah, I think. Um, wow did did the first uh, Mike? You know this, Shmoda, yeah, buddy. Uh, champion. When did the first Schumacher Batman film come out? Was that ninety five? Ninety five and then ninety seven. Yep. Yeah, so I guess I was just off to college, which was kind of weird. And, and so, like, maybe that had to do with why the movies didn't really hit hit with me when they did, or I was just thinking I was a little too grown up for it. But, you know, I, I always regret that we didn't get a better Val Kilmer version of the character. Right. I thought he was great. And, and listen, the guy had a great career. Joel Schumacher did a lot of other great films. 
and you know batman's the batman films were not among the best of his but he certainly did great in this life and um any of us would be uh damn uh proud to have lived uh with half the achievements that he has so yeah well said adam johnny yeah, quite simply, obviously anyone watching or listening to this show is going to center their focus on the DC films that Schumacher did. Bottom line is he's a legend and the DC films were incredibly animated. You can say that. Uh, and But, you know, they may not have been classics, but at the same time, Mike already mentioned all the other great films he did. Uh, legend and uh, what a run. What a run. Sometimes I wish my nipples were more animated. Well, right, you- let's move forward. Let's get to some TV time here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, it. we'll sit in that for a second. Yep. All there's right. No, TV there's time no day. song. Roxy I, told us that. I, no, I know. I was just sitting. In, I was sitting. It's in time the for Roxy Stryer's TV time. Watch her go and thinking time. Roxy Stryer's TV time. Wishes her nipples were more animated. It's time for. But you know, like there's those women that have like really nipples. animated nipples. That would be what. Cool. You know, like what are they like googly eyes? Just yeah, kinda. You never seen like a big animated nipple. All right. Uh, what? <laughs> Regina King, guys. We're not talking about her nipples because it's not oh. relevant here. What we are talking about, though, is the fact that she... What did you say? I, said, I was going to say thanks for not segueing. Into yeah, Star you're Girl. welcome. At least I talked in about an adult woman for Thank our you. segue. Um, right on my thing next was Stargirl, and I was like, there is no transition that works <laughs> here. There is none. So Regina King is not coming back for Watchmen 2 or season 2 unless Damon Lindelof comes back for Watchmen season 2. This again going back to the series that I love oh so much. This is a Reese Witherspoon Regina King variety's actor on actors piece that took place uh she and- said you know, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I think HBO would want it back in a heartbeat. But if Damon Lindelof doesn't see an entry point for season two, I think that the possibilities are infinite. But I feel that if Damon doesn't see it, then it's going to be a no for me. So, so. as we know, I have not. Wa- I did not watch that show when it came out because I wanted to binge it. Ryan, who did the After Buzz show, said, you can't binge it. You got to watch it now. Yeah. I finally have had time to watch it. Oh, you finished I'm, it? God, I'm Mike. six episodes in, and let me tell you something. Oh, I, let me tell let me tell you something, guys. Hold on. <laughs> I feel what I did and what happened with me is better than anyone else because imagine watching that. What is going on in our world right mm-hmm. now? It looked when if if that came out when it did, I I would have sworn Damon Lindelof was a time traveler. Went into the future, came back with like a great sports almanac, and said, "Write all this." Can you imagine really? watching that really? right now? Yeah, but really, Mikey, he's not what? really. He's acknowledging that since 1921, there, there's been no. But I, I, I hear you. No, but just like the police and the, the wanting the masks and all of that. Like, yeah. it it's is crazy. so precedent. Precedent? Precedent? Precedent. No, My God. Either. To watch it Relevant. right now. No, it, the words. I'm looking for. Precedent. That, thank you. Yes. Oh. I'm enjoying the hell out prescient. of it. And for every time where I'm kind of like, God, I wish they would tie in more into the original novel. Something comes up. And I'm just like, this film, this show, I'm so glad I'm watching it now and being able to binge it. I'm so glad. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I know I'm late to the party. I knew I was going to be late to the party. Uh, I, I'm glad nothing's been spoiled for me. I'm just sitting back and enjoying it every single night. Yes. Uh, I was happy to hear Regina King say this. Uh, I think everyone I, said that. I think they're all like, no, we're not, we're not doing two. HBO's not pressuring us for two. Yep. We said what we wanted to say. Yep, very true, very true. Um, let's move on to some of the shows that are actually taking place right now. 
Adam, I know that you, I think, are the only one of us who is watching Stargirl currently. I've seen all six episodes. I want to watch it, but I've just been doing Watchmen. I want to watch it too. I just suck. Um, but I'll get there at some point. You've seen all six episodes, Adam. So actually, I love that you've seen six. Six is my threshold for whether or not I'm going to stay with the show. So after watching six episodes, are you a star girl? So are you, is this going to be your show? Um, it's not going to be my show. Okay. Um, I, it, there are some great things about it. I love the budget. It is, it is a very CW show. So I understand why they're showing it on CW. Um, it strains credulity for me in that it doesn't establish the word. It's, it's just a younger person show. There's a lot of cool things about it, but I really liked the first couple of episodes. And then by six, it started to do a lot of th- a thing that a lot of the Berlanti shows start to do for me, which is when you take this special thing that's happening to the special person and I can take the leap of faith. And then when it starts to happen to everybody in the same really small geographic space, all the stakes start to fall apart for me because it's like everybody's just as special. And uh, Luke, Luke Wilson is great, but he's Tony Stark. I mean, he makes this great robot. And the robot is awesome, but it's like, what? Come on. Um, again, not for me. To Just to cross-reference that with well, what I watched today, which was the first two episodes of Doom Patrol. Equally ridiculous and absurd, but way more for me. I just... Adam, but you stuck with six episodes, so it must be a little for you. I mean, it it was. And and honestly, there are really cool things about it. I'm not saying it's terrible. I like it better than most of what's on uh, CW. Um, But to say, is it my show? I mean, Doom Patrol is totally my show. Swamp is totally my show. Titans is my show and a half, you know? Yeah, Titans is my thing. Um, But... So yeah, Stargirl is just, it's for a younger crowd. I appreciate that it, it knows it's for a younger crowd and it doesn't pretend to be adult like Arrow, which is like, you know, very soapy to me. Like it knows it's a, it's a high school kind of show. Like, you know, um, I know a lot of people love it and, um, you know, I dig it. The lead character is great. Um, what is she, a Basinger? She's also got yeah. Kim Basinger's kid, you know? So oh, yeah. That'd um, be nice. He's wonderful. Um, and Luke Wilson's Johnny, great. Johnny, like that one? It's just a yeah, little long, a little kitty for me. That's all. Well, at least there's no nepotism in Hollywood. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, let's let's talk a little Doom Patrol before we get out of here, guys. Uh, who's watching? I'm one episode deep right now. Adam, you said you're two. Mikey, you're not on this. Johnny, you're I'm, not on I'm, this. I'm life. doing Watchmen right now. I got Watchmen going on, guys. I got two and a half episodes into Watchmen last weekend when HBO Max was free, and I was loving it. Very complicated show, but obviously I didn't have enough time to get through it. So unless I when I I guess I have to sign back up to get to the rest of it. So that's how they pull you in. That's how they get you. That's right, buddy. So Doom Patrol, Adam, I will say with a spoiler free, because I know a lot of people haven't been watching yet. The first episode is, I mean, this show is amazing. It is my favorite of the DC shows that are on, but the first episode made me very sad. Yeah, it was dark. It was really dark. Uh, I felt very, I watched it like looking for my motley crew of Legion-esque type superheroes that always make me laugh and are weird and quirky. And I was super bummed out. Um, and it's, it's beautiful and it's dark and it's excellently done, but it definitely wasn't the uh, pick me up that I have desperately needed this week. It was like, a man, that's really That's a good sad. cast. I mean, it's a really 
it's a, just a very unique show and it's not just a superhero procedural in the same way that a lot of them are. And I'm glad it's getting the um, accolades and then it's finding life on HBO Max is cool because all, you know, it, it, that's the only way that a show like th these are going to continue because it's not going to just continue on DC Universe. So I hope Titans gets the same kind of treatment. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, it is time to get out of here because we have run so over, but we will have more news and more conversation next week here on DC Movie News. In the meantime, my friend Adam Gertler, where can everybody keep up with you and your slicked back hair? Oh, listen, if I could plug one thing, I got to tell you, I was so thrilled yesterday I woke up and I found out that my absolute favorite food podcast did an episode on Doghouse, the company that no I way. worked with for seven years. So, no uh, way. The What's podcast the podcast? Doughboys. It features Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, two great comic actor, writer type people. And they ordered from several different dog houses and give their reviews. And it, it was such a thrill. So check out. This last week's episode of Doughboys, uh, Danny Fernandez, who's also a comic writer and actress, is, is really funny, and she's great on it, too. So that is what I would love you to check out. And then, obviously, when you get hungry, as you will, or from a doghouse, get, get my meat in your mouth. Yeah. So many references this episode. Mike, you are going to really keep up with you. Yeah, at Mike Konoski underscore. I'm going to have to take off here, guys. I got somewhere I've got to be. Uh, it has been great, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for everything. At Bye, Mike Konoski. Bye, guys. See you, Mikey. Johnny, how about you, friend? At Jay Quasto, and I got a fun new project in the works. If you are on social media, if you could follow at Haunts and Hops, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Haunts and Hops, it's going to be a paranormal podcast like you have not heard before. And if you're into the paranormal and the unknown, you're going to love the show. So, And our amazing producer, Ryan Nelson, who let us run so long out of the goodness of his DC heart. Don't forget to follow him at Rye Nelson. Thank you, Ryan, for letting us continue to be DC fans and supporters and talk about this. To the 300 and plus people who are in here watching live right now, thumbs up the video, subscribe to the channel, make sure you leave a comment afterwards. That's actually the biggest help with the algorithm. If you are writing in the chat, that's amazing. But if you leave a comment afterwards, it really helps more people find our community and be a part of DC Movie News and Popcorn Talk Network. So we appreciate that. I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me at Roxy Stryer. And in fact, in 15 minutes, I'll be live on my own channel, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer, talking about some of the stuff we talked about here today, but also a ton of stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, Lots of love, and we'll see you for DC Movie News next week, same time, same place. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.